Hello and welcome to Maritime Matters. My name is Captain Morgan DeWicke. I have here with me today, Captain Jeff McDonough. Jeff is a former student of the College of Maritime Science uh, in the Advanced, uh, Nautical Science program. So fun to have you here. Fun and it's here. fun to have you here as an instructor. So yeah, um, Jeff, a former student, went out to work for a few years and then actually decided to come back and uh, give back to the program, I guess, and, and be an instructor. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you got into the maritime industry, where that passion came from, and, and why you wanted to join the college program. Okay. So um, back in middle school, actually, uh, I had an opportunity to join the what we called the Young Mariners program. And pretty much throughout the school year, we would build small plywood skiffs. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the year, we'd raffle it off and buy more wood to build another boat. Yep. And throughout that, we would meet different companies that sponsored us, gave us some paint and stuff like that. And they actually had an opportunity for a, uh, a sailing school scholarship through the Hairshop Marine, um, the Hairshop Marine Museum. And we got from there, um, my parents actually lost their job. Okay. That summer. So we were kind of looking, scrambling, looking for somewhere for me to go for the summer. I was, yep. you know, sixth, sixth grade, needed somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah. My parents didn't want to watch me all summer long. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, I walked in the door and I told my mom, I said, Mom, Mom, look, I got a, I can get a scholarship. I can go sailing for free. Yep. And, um, you know, sailing was always in my, in my past. Um, you know, my whole family, um, except my father, actually, were all, uh, mariners okay. my, my uncle uh, my grandfather all mariners um, yep. sailed unlimited captains um, so they were pretty experienced captains um, that you know they thought of maybe i would do it maybe not there's always a, everybody was risking it i mean nobody knew who what's which one was going to get the the itch so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so eventually um my parents you know they they agreed to let me apply for this scholarship and I was the only one applied. So I got a full scholarship for a full summer of sailing. Well, wow. never been on a boat before. Yep. Um, so I got an opportunity to sail on 100 year old wooden airshaft 12 and a half cool. in Bristol Harbor. And that scholarship actually lasted me for three summers. So for three summers, I did that doing the Young Mariners program and learned how to sail um, small wooden boats. Um, eventually moving up to bigger wooden boats, I yep. actually got to sail on a 1929 Fisher's Island 31 named Kestrel. Uh, great boat, fun boat, beautiful boat. Um, then high school came around and I was kind of, you know, looking for summer work as most high schoolers are looking for something to do in the summer. Didn't want to go back to camp because which freshman in high school wants to go to camp. Yeah. Um, so they offered me a instructor spot, um, counselor in training, and so for the summer, I taught sailing. And for me, it was never, you know, it was, yeah, I was making money as a freshman in high school. It was great. A couple years later, kept doing that after summer after summer, just kept teaching sailing and never really thought of making the maritime world, um, making that, you know, the boating world into a career. I never yep. knew how. Um, I met a captain that came into Harrishoff one time. His name was Captain Eddie. I don't remember his last name, but he drove a beautiful yacht, uh, probably a 120 foot navy blue yacht made out of aluminum, and he named Capricorn. And he talked to him for hours and hours and hours every day, 
and he eventually recommended this school um, to get my captain's license. And, you know, I brought it up to my parents and they weren't about it. They yeah. were like, this isn't going to work. You're not going to be able, <laughs> you're not going to make boats. You're like, you're, like, you're not going to make any money. How are you going to make money sailing as, you know, how are you going to do that? You can't teach sailing the rest of your life. So I found, you know, I was in robotics in high school and my dad was in computer science. So I decided I'm going to, I'm going to try to go for, go into computers, I guess. Cybersecurity is the big thing. Um, So I did that for about two years in college. I hated it. I couldn't stand it whatsoever. (laughs) I did not like being in an office. Uh, It was just sitting behind a computer all day. was just not what I wanted. Um, And I was probably this close to, I was very close, very, very close to getting kicked out of the school yeah. um, for really bad grades. And I went to them. I said, Hey, look, can you don't kick me out yet? But can I, if I leave, can I still come back later if this doesn't work out? Yeah. And uh, they said, sure. So I got to leave the school. I withdrew from all my classes and still I'm in good standing so I can go back there if I want. (laughs) Um, But so, um, then I'm so I'm out of the school and you know, I'm, you know I got to figure something out. Yeah. And the whole boating world came back to me. You know, I didn't know much about the Merchant Marine besides yeah. the fact that my uncle and my grandfather were captains. Um, what that was, I had no idea. Um, and it kicked, it clicked in my head that the gentleman I talked to, Captain Eddie, um, years and years ago, recommended a maritime school in Southeast Massachusetts. And I didn't know the name of it. (laughs) And for probably a month, I just kept researching maritime schools in the area over and over and over again. Finally, I found, I found Northeast Maritime Institute. I said, that's the one, that's the one he said. And he said it was a yellow building. 32 Washington. Here we are. Big yellow building. (laughs) Um, So he said, you couldn't miss it. So I called up the school and I said, Hey, I'd like to get my captain's license. And a woman named, I think her name was Carrie. She said, oh, okay, you want to get your captain's license? Sure. Um, come on by. Yeah, come on by and we'll give you a tour of the place. You know, we'll, we'll see what you want. And um, so we came by. My mom and I came through and met Eric Dwicky and Captain Dave Medeiros. They were Captain Dave was, um, he actually had a visor on and he had fake hair sticking out of it. Oh, funny. Um <laughs> Uh, Eric was wearing a short sleeve shirt, shorts and a flip flops. And yep. he says, hi, I'm the president. My name's Eric Dwecky. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. So um, we got to talking about um, what the school, you know, the history of the school, how it started in New Bedford and how he, how he got involved in it and um, just the whole story of everything and how it's evolved. And then that was all we always talked about, you know, the continuing ed side or what now we, what we call the continuing ed yep. side and um, thinking about, you know, wh- what route was best for me and talking about my history and what experience I had. It was clear that I wasn't going to be able to get a decent license. Um, the, the, the boats I was sailing were small, yep. less than five tons. Inland waters. Yeah. It was clear I wasn't going to get a decent license whatsoever. Um, so they said, hey, we'll save you a lot of time. We're, we just started this college program. 
what do you think? And I said, hmm, all right, well, what is it? And they started talking about it. And, you know, it's two years. It's only two years long. You graduate, you get a 100 ton near coastal, 200 ton mate, and an AB at the same time. So I was like, okay, cool. That sounds fantastic. In two years, they said, and plus, you know, it's $44,000 total at the time. And you know, if you wanted to get all of those and all of that license, plus all the STCW endorsements and everything to go with it, it's going to cost you about $70,000 if you do it each individually. Yeah. Continuing it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, that sounds like a really good deal. Um, in two years, you know, I was, I was a junior, I was going to be a junior in college. So two more years, not bad. Okay. Yeah. I was going to do two more years at the other school. So two more years here and I get what I want. Yeah. Right. Plus the associates part satisfied it. It made my parents happy. Yeah. My dad always used to tell me, as long as you get a degree, I don't care if it's an underwater basket weaving, as long as you get <laughs> that degree. So I helped him out. You know, I got, I got my, I got the degree, the associates degree. Um, but so, yeah, so going back to when I started, um, you know, they also said the internships, you know, working out at sea on commercial vessels is you, you learn more out at sea in those two semesters at sea than you will in any classroom for any amount of time. Yep. You just it's the, that hands on experience is so, so valuable. So, I mean, that's how I ended up in the college program. Um, from there, I went through the college program, uh, was, did the two years. Uh, my first internship, we'll start there, um, was with a company, Polar Tankers, yep. on the West Coast, owned by ConocoPhillips. So they ran from California and Washington State up to Valdez, Alaska, doing the the Alaskan pipeline route. Yep. Um, so I just spent 98 days out there on the Polar Enterprise. Really cool name. So worked on that boat for a while. You know, I learned essentially the basics of being a deckhand. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, it was the first internship. So working on the RFPNW sign-offs and going from that and, you know, you learn about painting, you learn about, you know, line handling, line safety, all of that, you know, all those hands-on skills that you teach, you can, you, you're taught them in a classroom but they don't make any sense in a classroom. Yep. You don't yep. have that line in your hand. You don't have, you don't see the strain on that line. You don't see a nice soft cushy line that would, makes you want to sleep on it. Yeah. Turn into a rock. Yeah. In an instant. Right. Yep. Um, so just like the safety and the awareness, that whole thing just clicks during that internship and um, makes you appreciate what those guys do every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, so second internship, I did at a local ferry company, um, Prudence Island Ferry Company, okay. over in Rhode Island, running from Bristol to Prudence Island. Um, their summer boat is a 112-foot passenger car ferry, um, holds about 22 cars, 150 passengers. The winter boat is a 65-foot single screw with uh, holds about nine cars. Okay. Uh, Nice V hull versus the other one is an old North Carolina flat bottom boat. <laughs> um, flat bottoms don't really work so well in some seas. And yep. if people listening know that you know Narragansett Bay in the winter is not not something to mess around with, um, <laughs> it can get pretty nasty in there for such a small inland bay. But 
the the north winds pretty they they run pretty well down there so um, the v hull works really well um, but so the internship um, with them i was working as a as a third deckhand um, and we had to do i did our o, the oicnw sign offs with them and they i got to learn the captain i pretty much shadowed um, he still works there his name is dom Dominic, uh, he he pretty much showed me how to be a captain without being a boss. Right. Because um, there, it's a very small crew. Um, you have, there's a captain and the deckhand. The deckhand doesn't have to, he doesn't have to have an AB, he doesn't have to be an OS. It's, yep. it's a T-boat. So just um, the licensed master. But they, I mean, he just taught me so much about just... He was a really chill captain. Yeah, I, yeah. Just to sum it up, <laughs> he was really chill. Like he was just, uh, he was a really cool guy. Chill but so, responsible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he taught me a lot of just how to tone it down a little bit. Um, I've met a lot of captains teaching, teaching you know, captains that have taught me things, captains in passing, and there there's many different types of captains out there. There yeah. are the you know the captains like Dom very laid back productive safety you know safety oriented responsible captains and then there's a, f- a few others out there that are i'm the captain this is the way i see it there's there's a t-shirt out there yep and it says um what does it say it says uh, the captain is always right and i'm mm-hmm. the captain and turns out that's not not necessarily that's true not true at all and that's <laughs> not how you should if you want to be a good captain that is not a good mentality to follow. Right. Um, you'll get hurt. You'll yeah. hurt people. You think like that. Um, and I learned that throughout that summer. Um, just, you know, it, you're the leader of a team and you need to get it done. Um, so that was the second internship. And um, right after that internship, I graduated and I worked for that company for about two months. And then I got my license in the mail, and as soon as I got my license in the mail, I had an offer to actually come work for the school, and uh, I was actually offered to work at the marina um, that you guys were purchasing at the time, and uh, I was about to take it, and then I got an offer to be the um, second captain on the ferry. Okay, cool. So I turned down the offer for the marina, and I worked as the captain for I was there for after I I was captain there for about a year, so I did the full winter and a full summer as captain. Um, had a blast. Every day is a new day. Every day is a, you know the weather is constantly changing. Yep. Ship handling it's it's so ship handling a lot. It was a lot of ship handling, small boat handling in comparison to most boats out there. Um, you know the 112, 112 is is a is a big boat. Um, and then the 65 foot, that was, that was a fun boat to you know, single screw. So you got to work, you had to work a lot. You had to work hard for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, let's jump back real quick. Yeah, sure. Go so I love your dad. Your dad's like the coolest, <laughs> my funniest dad, yes, guy. You've met my dad. Yeah. So flashback to his statement on, you know, there's no money in this or, or perhaps he saw yeah. it a different way, right? Right. He's looking at it from a different angle. To go from there and jump into 
this little journey of yours to get getting into the school and becoming part of this new sort of fun college program that's right. unique. There's nothing like it in the country. It's the only one. It's the only two year maritime right. college. Um, when did it hit you that this was going to be a career? And, you know, I think it's it's really unique because this school is only two years. Mm-hmm. It's hyper affordable. Oh, yeah. So the amount of tuition you pay is less than the median salary for a, for a master or an officer Absolutely. in the maritime industry. Mm-hmm. So your first year of work, you're already making more than you've spent on the education Absolutely. itself. Where was that moment where you, it hit you and you said, wow, this is cool. This is going to be something I can I can take off with. It probably hit me that this was going to work probably before I even started the college program. Honestly, um, the orientation process alone, when I got here and my dad was with me, yep. his parents, we bring, we, you know, parents come to orientation and listening to students that because mind you, I was cohort three. So yep. when cohort three started, cohort one, the first group hasn't even graduated yet. Yep. And, you know, the, the whole thing is so new. And, you know, just listening to what cohort one has learned on internships and listening to what cohort two has learned in their first couple semesters and hearing what the school has to offer, like the companies that the school works with on the continuing ed side. Um, just, it, it, I'm like, this school is going to work. You know, yep. they're going to try their hardest to put me in a, you know, I'm going to graduate. Not only am I going to graduate, but the school's going to work to get me a job after graduation. Right. Um, so, that it, you know, listening in orientation, listening to student testimonials just made it, it clicked. You know, yeah. my dad's face lit up when he <laughs> hear these, you know, just to see my dad smile like that. I mean, it made me feel like I was in the right spot. And yep. just, you know, he had talked to his, he had talked to his brother and his father, my uncle and my grandfather. And, and they're like, Northeast Maritime Institute, you know, it, it brings a bell. You know, I kind of heard about that. Now, the, my my dad's side is Texans. You know, okay, they're they're okay. from they're from Texas. So, um, Houston's got a big you know maritime school down there, Texas A and M. You know, Texas A and M's got a big maritime side. Um, but so they they you know they heard about Northeast Maritime Institute, but they're like college program. What college program? What's this? Now, my uncle got kicked out of uh, the Merchant Marine Academy okay. and finished up at Texas A and M. My grandfather is a Merchant Marine Academy grad. Yep. Um, don't ask me what year, but uh, he's actually <laughs> celebrating his 90th birthday oh, wow. uh, next month. So, um, so he's been out of it for a while. But they, you know, talking to them about the program and all the different classes that you take in the college program, they were all saying that that is the best start you could get. Yeah. That is everything you're going to need to start in the industry. So mm-hmm. that kind of you know, all of them talking and, you know, gossiping about the whole thing and doing the research that was made me feel better about the decision I made. And then listening to all the students here just made it work. You know, everything just kind of made sense. So not only do you have it kind of in your blood, but which doesn't now I'm not surprised that you're such a good boat handler. <laughs> um, 
You're from Bristol. I'm from Bristol. Bristol is like the heart of boat building yeah. and traditional boat building yep. um, where the hair shops are from. Yeah. So not only do you have this cool sort of blood background, you are right in the heart of just heritage and premier sailing. So I'm really intrigued. That's the first time I've heard you were really associated with the hair shop museum mm -hmm. and some of that history. So oh, yeah. um, for those who haven't heard of Bristol or haven't heard of Harrishoff, they need to get down to Bristol. Because Absolutely. It is a beautiful mm -hmm. and B there's just so much happening with, with sailing. So yeah, definitely. Um, it's a, I mean, Harrishoff was, I mean, I still today I say it's the premier sailing yeah, boat builder to, to date. Yeah. Um, some of their boats are just, gorgeous the lines are gorgeous the boats are still around today because of how beautiful how well built they are yeah. they're still i mean they're still so I, today. I learned to sail on a sunfish <laughs> i think it was out in connecticut i want to say um so i'm really jealous that you started yeah. on what is perhaps considered by many the premier hull design which is a hair shop 12 and a half yep the best um, sailor ever made yeah, I think they sell for about two thousand dollars a foot nowadays. Yeah, I, I'd like say. That. Yeah, I think so, the last uh, one I saw <laughs> in decent condition was listed, I think, for eighty-five thousand for a twelve and a half foot on the water. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little jealous because <laughs> I kind of recall um, being in my little rinky-dink life jacket yep. and capsizing with my dad and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. But yeah, um, I guess my start was a little more. Uh, perhaps tumultuous on board a small sunfish. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. that must have been a blast on the twelve and a half. So yeah, and in being in you know I started sixth grade, and when you're in sixth grade, you don't know you don't you don't have a concept of how old a hundred years is. Yeah, right. You just don't you that doesn't you don't you don't know that. Yeah, and so now that I'm you know I've aged a bit, um, you know definitely you know it's like it hits you and it's like wow. I got to sail on those and also the concept of value, you know, yep. the value of those boats is just insane. And they're teaching six-year-olds on those boats. They're teaching, you know, when I was teaching, I taught six-year-olds how to sail and they were sailing. I had four six-year-olds, maybe an eight-year-old in there too, but they're all, they're tacking and jiving a Tereshoff 12 and a half by themselves with no instructor. Wow. And as it's, cool. it's Bristol, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you have fun. You, <laughs> you, you got to go out on a boat to learn how to be on a boat. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's the only way you're going to learn. So you go through the college program. Mm -hmm. um, you go and get some real world experience. Yep. You're now an instructor. What is it like on the other side? And I think I've, I've been hyper impressed by how much you've brought in your time here as an instructor. Um, to improve the program, to mm -hmm. to bring some of that real world knowledge. Um, I think it's so cool that you went through the program because mm -hmm. now you have all these insights and understanding and the kids are going to, um, the kids just react with you better because they know you went through the program, right? right? So they've kind of got this understanding that you understand what yeah. it is. So. I, yeah. So um, being an instructor is definitely, um, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're teaching new Mariners and we're teaching the best Mariners. You know, right. we say we teach the best Mariners because I think we are. Um, 
But being an instructor, you especially being a former student, you see the you see a lot of lot more. Right. You know, I see things in students um, because I was in that same spot. Right. You know, I I know the topics that are difficult. I know the topics that we need to spend more time on. Yeah. Yep. And I know what to do to get those students to learn and to get them engaged. Um, you know, we talk about hands-on activity, um, hands-on learning. Um, that's how I actually felt that I learned the best. You mm -hmm. know, I, I learned a lot on the internships. I learned a lot in the labs of the classes. Um, so trying to, incorporate that more into my classes and trying to get these students to get the hands-on knowledge before they get to the internship. That right. internship is even more valuable to them because they spend less time learning and more time refining those skills. Right. Uh, so that to me, you know, that's a, a big part of what I can see is, um, and what I kind of feel I bring to the table. Um, and definitely bringing that, you know, what the students are thinking of, uh, you know, how they feel day to day. Um, it's a long two year program. Right. Uh, I think the, what are we up to 80 credits, 80 credits, something like that, something for, like that for and, what would normally be a 60 credit. Right. So, so it's, 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 um, a lot to learn in a short amount of time. And if we can get a lot more hands-on and, um, which every day we're in, we're incorporating more and more hands-on um, learning parts of it. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's it's sort of this big reward at the end to where absolutely. you've really jump-started, yeah. right? Most people take years or they'll go through the four-year program, right? And here they are, two years, and they even get to go on these, we'll call them, pretty badass in some scenarios, summer co-op programs oh, where they're getting paid yes. to oh, learn yeah. and work and mm -hmm. get dirty and, and understand the industry. And right. um, because there's two internships, let's say a kid comes in on a, and wants to work on tugboats and he goes on his first summer internship, his first summer co-op on a, on a tugboat. And he's mm -hmm. like, dang, I hate this. <laughs> this Wouldn't stinks. surprise me. Wouldn't surprise right? me. Yep. So most, I'm not saying that tugs are bad, but this is just right, an example. Same. I agree. Yeah. I think tugs are a blast. Yeah. But um, let's say a kid comes in, they got these notions mm -hmm. about what they want to do. This program really gives them the opportunity to get that figured out. Yeah. And they might not like it. Mm -hmm. They might say it's the coolest thing in the world, or they might come back and say, I don't want to do that. And that second year, they get to go try something new. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I, you kind of saw a bit of that. And yeah. um, I think Polar is kind of one of the, cooler internships to have but it, it must have been fun doing the ferries as well yeah. um because that's where you can really hone some of your, your handling skills and, absolutely um yeah your boat handling skills are definitely top notch so <laughs> um i think that experience paid off you know what i mean so, yeah um yeah um yeah it's it, you know and being just the i mean the whole program itself was just um I think if I, you know, our former or our current director, sorry, our current, our new director um, mm -hmm. of the college program, Aaron uh, Paolino, he was my age when he had the same license that I do. Mm -hmm. And um, talking to him and what he had to go through 
to get that license. Um, right. The amount of sea time he had to put in, you know, for a hundred ton master, you need 360 days of sea time. And I think don't quote me on the tonnage, but over a certain tonnage, it's um, like over 34 or something, something like, like that. that. And um, just, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot of time <laughs> on a big boat, on a big boat, right. you know, a decent sized boat, you know, you're not going to go get that on your, on your uncle's boat. It's right. not going to happen. So to have that, you know, to graduate that in two years, you know, yeah, it's going to take you almost two years to get all that sea time. And then now you have to learn all of, all of the required knowledge. So yeah. doing everything all at once in that condensed two year program was, I mean, you, you can't get anything better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of come in as an instructor and shortly thereafter, we're kind of hit with this COVID crisis. Oh, yeah. And yeah. one of the, one of the things that as mariners we're responsible for is being able to adapt, and be quick on our feet and come up with solutions, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're on the water. You don't get to pause and, yeah. you know, should I do this? Should I do that? No, you got to get into action. You've got to, yeah. something's going wrong. You have to fix it quick and you, you got to be on your toes and ready. Boats don't have brakes. Exactly. And, uh, got to take care of the boat yeah. first mm -hmm. then comes the crew right and yeah. without taking care of the boat you can't take care of the crew Absolutely. so um tell us what that experience has been like with covid and sort of the tools um that we've implemented here you gotten to play with these cool simulators and online training that we built yep. um what's that like um so um well so the first so right after so Students went away for spring break um, and the whole coronavirus started coming in and we knew it was, we knew it was going to get here eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and we were trying to think of what we could do. Um, so it didn't affect any of our students. Right. Because, um, right. you know, students were our number one during this entire rest of the semester. So everybody, you know, went out for spring break. All of the instructors were still here. We didn't take vacation that week. Um, so we were all still here and we all sat down Monday of spring break and brainstormed. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Right. And shortly thereafter, I believe, um, so we're in Massachusetts. So the governor Baker um, said that schools were, you know, he was pretty much shutting down the colleges. Right. Um, most schools in the area were on spring break. so. Pretty much nobody was coming back and so you know plan a out the window <laughs> plan b <laughs> didn't even hit the table you yeah, know it yeah. was just not even a thought so you know probably plan d is what we actually went with and uh, so all, all the students uh, we had them all stay home um, all everybody with their families um, and we went online um, yeah. now like i said earlier we try to teach a lot of hands-on you know, a lot of it's hands-on learning. Um, so we tried to, we created um, videos of simulations um, to, sh to show different things. Mm -hmm. um, our naval architecture class, they normally build a 13 to 15 foot skiff of mm -hmm. some sort, whether it be a dory or a flat bottom lumberyard skiff or something like that. Um, and the instructor of that class said, well, not, not, they're not all going to build a boat that size. So right. he went online and I think he went on Amazon and found balsa wood kits and he sent everybody bare pieces of balsa wood and said, here are your boat plans. Build, build a model. Build me a model boat. Yeah. 
and varying degrees of success. <laughs> but, you know, the principles, they, were the there. principles were there, you know, laying out all the frames, laying the planking, you know, all of that was still there. And I think it was actually really neat because everybody got to do every part of the boat. Right. Whereas, you know, some, you know, two people might get to seal the seams where, and that's it. Right. Everybody got to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was, you know, I think that was great. Um, that was really neat. Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to? Yeah. So, so not only did you guys come yeah. up with, with cool solutions, right. Yeah. To, to impart some of the practical aspect of the theory. Mm-hmm. You guys also worked your butts off and managed to get these kids summer co-ops and internships. And so now, yeah. and it was tricky, right? Absolutely. And God bless these companies for yes. working with us. And yeah. we're so thankful for them. Very. Um, these kids can get their seat time, but now they get to take all that theoretical knowledge you were teaching them over the remainder of that semester and they're putting it to work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we throughout that whole, so our intern process, our intern pro- Ooh, internship process um, starts got probably about in the end of January. Uh, we start thinking about internships. Yeah. Um, students felt internship surveys, thinking about where they, what is, what they think is interesting to them in the yeah. industry. Um, a couple seminars we put on about the industry and what you know, what different aspects of that are, and um, they kind of get to pick certain routes and see where they want to go. Um, do they want to leave home? Do they want to stay at home? Do they want to go on a polar tanker? Do they want to go on a big tanker? Do they want to go on a small tugboat inland? You know, what kind of, what, what, what's interesting to them? Um, so a lot of tugboat, a lot yeah, of people, yeah. you know, a lot of students like the tugs. Um, so we're working, we were, we're trying to work with new tug companies every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking to new tug companies because, I mean, for some reason, a lot of our students want, which makes sense. Their license is applicable. So yeah. that's, it's the perfect world, I guess, in their minds. Um, but, you know, we're trying to work with all these different companies and, you know, still coronavirus is in full swing. Um, companies are, you know, in February, we're saying, absolutely, we'll take six students. Six students is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's 20 percent of our student body right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think did I do the math right there. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we have these companies that are saying we're going to take, you know, six students, five students, all these different companies. And all of a sudden, all of those companies promising a lot of students dropped out. Couldn't do it anymore. They yeah, said, yeah. no, we're not. We're not even doing crew changes. You know, our crew is sitting on the boat for. You know, who knows how long mm-hmm. um, we don't want this to spread through our company. So, you know, companies were dropping out. We're, they're not taking new hires. They're not doing this. Cruise ships. I don't even think a cruise ship set sail from American soil in months. Yeah, they're all tied up. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was a big that was a big hit for us. So just trying to find ferries started late. Um, ferries around here have I mean, are just just starting. Yeah. You know, now the end first day of july july 1st you know like so we're you know we're still having i mean i think we still i think uh our last student started yesterday um that we that was promised an internship he started yesterday so um whereas most of these start second week of may 
right. third week of May, they're out on their boats for three months. Um, so, you know, it, it hit us hard. It hit us hard. It is hard work getting everybody out there. Um, we did it. Um, so we're, we extended this the fall semester a little bit to give everybody a little bit more time out on the boats to, yep. you know, to get that knowledge. So a lot of work, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this will this will wrap it up. I think yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming on, taking some Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Um, the onward and upward through yes. Corona. We'll get through it Absolutely. and uh, coming up with solutions every day. Mm -hmm. um, but that was cool to hear about sort of your journey. I yeah. didn't. I had never heard that story, so for yeah. me it was fun. Yeah. Uh, some good laughs and uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me. All right.